welcome to another inspirational teaching by Pastor Jared Neiman, pastor of Abundant Living Faith Center. So tonight we're continuing this great series called Not Just Good, Great. Not Just Good, Great. You know, I believe with all my heart we serve a great God. When you read the Bible and understand your positioning and relationship with God, the only conclusion that you can come to is that God is great. You don't have to look very far to come to that conclusion because Jesus himself was described as the greatest among you. Now, he achieved that through his servanthood. Because he gave up of his life, he became the greatest to ever walk on this planet. But then through his own words, he said, if you desire to be great, be a servant. Now, in the next couple weeks, I'm going to talk to you about building values into your life that will produce greatness. If you don't know this, what you value today will be the results you live in in your future. Your values today will be the fruit that you live in in your future. If you value respect in your marriage, you will live in a respect-filled marriage. If you value dishonesty in your marriage, you will live with trust issues in your marriage. What you value today will determine your future. If you value healthy food and exercise, you will live in good reports from your doctor. Nobody likes it when you start talking about food, you know? Like, they like it when you make jokes about ice cream. They don't like it when you talk about eating lettuce. But let's tell the truth. I'm your pastor, I'm gonna tell you the truth. Okay, what you value today will determine what you live in in your future. And the next two weeks, the next two weeks, I'm going to teach you about your values, but then on the last week, I'm going to teach you what God values. So I'm going to show you how to build values into your life. Then I'm going to show you in the fourth week of this series, I'm going to show you God's four values that produce greatness in your life. You do not have to apologize for wanting greatness in your life. Jesus said, whoever desires to be great. So he said, it's totally okay to want to live great. Just do it for the right reasons. What are the right reasons? To glorify him. To honor him with your life. To advance the kingdom of God. Amen. So the next two weeks will change your life. And none of this is hard. What's amazing about this teaching series is that it is so practical. It's so practical. But my family, if Jesus says that we can have greatness in our lives, why would we settle for anything less than that? When the Bible says that we are justified by faith, that word justified literally means, I quoted it while I prayed, given the right to proclaim what Jesus says we can proclaim. So if Jesus Christ said you can have a great life, why would we accept anything less than great? 
So if he said I can have a great marriage, great health, great joy, great favor, great success, great peace, why would I settle for mediocre? Here's the reality. Not all of us are living great in every level of our lives. Why? Because we haven't built the values, the vision, and the discipline to get ourselves there. Amen? Amen? So last week I made a statement to you. I, I said that the difference between really good and great so often is just 5%. Just 5%. 5% what? 5% more effort, 5% more focus, 5% more determination, 5% more discipline, 5% more helping hand, 5% more kind word, 5% more encouragement, 5% more compliments, 5% just being nice at home. Hello? Hello? I guess I'm going to stick on marriages a little bit tonight, but you know, people really trivialize marriages. Marriages aren't that hard, okay? Marriage, uh, write this down if you want. Jared's marriage made easy. <laughs> Sounds like a nice infomercial, right? I should have had like a little sparkle right there. <laughs> marriage made is easy. Number one, put God first. Amen. Number two, don't spend more money than you make. Because there ain't no pressure like money pressure. Come on. Am I right? Like there ain't no pressure like money pressure. So don't spend more money than you make. And number three, be nice. What do you mean by be nice? Uh, be nice. Be nicer to her than you are the 21-year-old little girl wait at Chili's. Want to get in a fight with your wife? Be nice to everybody you see on a Saturday except her. <laughs> Go quiet. All the fellas are like. <laughs> that's that's uh, really simple, except it's also really profound. Go home and be nice. You'll have a good marriage. Be nice. What does nice mean in the Greek? I don't know. Be nice. I didn't look it up. Be nice. Can you help me with the laundry? Sure. That's called being nice. Can you help me put up the dishes? Sure. So last week I asked you five questions. I'm just going to put them on the screen. We can review them. Feel free to take a picture. Five questions to identify an area of your life. If the, differ the difference between really good and great is 5%. That also means that the, the difference between good and really good sometimes is just 5%. So number one, have you settled or become indifferent? Have you settled? What, are you, what, what does settled mean? Settled means, well... It is what it is. Just leave that up there, video guys. 
settled. Well, I guess this is good enough. No, it's not. Unless it's great, it is not good enough. Let me remind you that God only pushes you forward. He is the God that takes you from victory to victory, faith to faith, glory to glory. God does not stop. He does not settle. He does not stagnate. God only has a gas pedal and he he is pedal to the metal every day of your life. One of the definitions of the word blessed is a life that is moving forward. Settling means stagnation. God means moving forward. Have you settled in your life? Have you settled? Have you relented on your commitment or your effort? You used to put effort and you don't anymore. You used to get to work early and you don't anymore. You used to stay late to get that project done that your boss really needs done, but now you don't. But then you also get mad when you don't get a raise. Come on. Let's tell the truth. You want to get a promotion, you got to outwork that guy next to you. Because he wants a promotion too. She wants the raise. One of you is going to get the raise. Who's going to work the hardest? Who's going to produce the more, most? You put an effort? I made the joke last week. Remember on date number three? In your relationship? Fellas, you were showing up with roses? Opening the doors? Girl, you look good. Look at you, girl. God, you're the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. God, that dress. Look at you. Now you're sitting on the phone while you're having dinner. I used to be able to hide behind the podium. Now I don't have a podium, you know. All these changes being made around here. I don't have a podium anymore. Have you backed off your vision? We're going to talk about that tonight. Have you accepted personal responsibility for your life? You know, nobody controls you but you. God doesn't control you. The devil doesn't control you. Nobody controls you but you. Except, let's tell the truth. The plague of our society is becoming blame. Blame, 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 blame. Everything is everybody else's fault. Amen. Right? We watch it politically. We watch it in sports. Everything is everybody else's fault. But let's tell the truth. 90-something percent of the time, the consequences you're dealing with are coming from the choices you made, your behavior, your words, your actions, and you are dealing with those consequences. Get control of your life. Accept personal responsibility. If you want to live a life of blame, your life will stagnate. You will never get better. Everybody makes mistakes. The most successful people in life learn from the mistakes, move forward from them, so they quit making them. People who are not successful keep making the same mistakes over and over and over and over. You get fired from your job, and then you you blame the boss. Bosses don't fire people. People fire people. Bosses just walk you out the door. Tell the truth. You went there with a bad attitude. You were insubordinate. You didn't show up on time. You wasted time. You spent too much time on the internet. You didn't produce. Come on. But then you're mad at him. You're mad at her. 
You know, you got to accept responsibility for your life. This is intense teaching. Have you drawn away from God? Have you drawn away from God? Listen, at the end of the day, your greatness lies in you being connected to Jesus Christ. Number one through four, fantastic. Number five is where it matters. Your greatness lies in you connecting with Jesus Christ. He is the greatest. He lives on the inside of you. The more you connect with him, the more you get his results. And his results are the right results. Amen? And if you will live your life, living your life his way, you will get his results. And his results are greatness and greatness only. Blessing and blessing only. Favor and favor only. Joy and joy only. Peace and peace only. If you want God's results, just do it God's way. But how do you do it God's way? By drawing near to him. Draw near to him, he draws near to you. Amen? I got to move on. That's enough review. Here's the question. Are you willing to do the 5%? Amen. Are you willing to put it? Are you willing to put it? Turn with me in your Bible to Habakkuk. Because you know, you all know where Habakkuk is. I had to look for it. It's after Daniel. And Nahum. And Micah. You know, all those books, we all know exactly where they're at, right? It's like in the middle. Habakkuk. You good? You still love me after that whole being healthy and being nice talk? You know, like, you, we're still cool? We're still cool? You know, I tell you that stuff because I love you, you know? Like, and, and sometimes I'm just trying to encourage you, you know? And, and I joke about stuff and kind of like slip stuff in there. And it's the truth and sometimes it's heavy, but... You know, sometimes you need a little challenge to get your life better. Amen? Amen. Habakkuk 2. Write the vision down. Make it plain on tablets that he may run who reads it. For the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it will speak and it will not lie. Though it tarries, wait for it because it will surely come. It will not Terry. Tonight I'm going to talk to you about the power of vision. The power of having vision in your life. There is no substitute for the power of vision in your life and the fruit that it bears. If you're going to have a great life, how many of you want to have a great life? Amen. If you're going to have a great life, you're going to have to have a vision in your life. The reality is, is that the difference between highly successful people and mediocrity is vision. Amen? Amen? Vision produces results. Everything else produces excuses. Amen? Amen. Vision is so important for your life. The Bible says here, write the vision down, make it plain on tablets. Well, tablets back in the day were the form of communication, okay? But the Bible says, write it down, make it plain. What does that mean? Just make it clear, make it understandable, make it so that people around you can understand what the vision is. Then it says, yet for an appointed time. You know, I love this. Stop with me for a moment. It says, write the vision down, make it plain, yet for an appointed time. 
Now, I want to tell you something about God. God is the God of vision. God is the ultimate visionary, and he is the God who gives and inspires and restores and produces vision. He gives vision for you to live in the vision to produce the results that the vision is in for your life. And it says, yet for an appointed time, future tense. So no matter where you are right now, there is still vision for your future. And that should encourage all of us because all of us are at different stages of our lives. All of us are at different stages of development. All of us have different educations or backgrounds, different jobs, all of that, different financial levels, different relational levels. But no matter where you are at, there is vision for your life. And even if, listen, even if, you came in here and you do not have vision, God still has vision for you. And my prayer tonight is, is that if you have given up, if you have settled, if you have resigned to mediocrity or to just good, or you have accepted bad as the norm in some area of your life, that tonight you will leave and the Holy Spirit will have inspired vision in your life to change your future, to change the course of which you are walking in. And no more will you accept bad, but bad will go to good and good will eventually get to really good. And really good, God will get you to great. But my family, there is vision for you. Yet for an appointed time. 2018, there is vision for you and your family. 2019, there is vision for you and your family. 2028, there is vision for you and your family in your mind, in your heart, in your spirit, in your soul, in your job, in your businesses, in your schools, in the hospitals. I don't know what you do, where you do it, but my family, God is with you. And yet for an appointed time, there is godly vision. Do not give up. Do not stagnate. Do not stop. Do not resign to mediocrity. That is not the God you serve. The God you serve wants you to have greatness in every area of your life. But to get there, you've got to have vision. You've got to have a vision. Amen? And then look what it says. But in the end, it will speak. And it will not lie. See, God-given vision does not lie. It is given to speak. Amen? Watch. Though it tarries, sometimes it takes some time, y'all. Sometimes vision takes some time. Wait for it. That literally means it requires patience, faithfulness, and diligence. Wait for it. Be patient. Be faithful. Be diligent. Because it will surely come. It will not tarry. So though it tarries, it will not tarry. So it might take some time, but it's coming. The results are coming. Why? Because God's vision does not lie. I think this church is an amazing example of vision. It's an amazing example of vision. 
And it's an amazing example of God always expanding and refreshing the vision. It's the same vision, but he expands it. Amen? Once upon a time, the vision was at East Missouri. And we were teaching people the abundant life at East Missouri. And then it was in that building. And then it was this building. Now it's in this building and a building 40 minutes from here. And church, God's already placed on my heart where we're going next. He's also placed on my heart where we're going after that. And I'm telling you, he's placed on my heart where we're going after that. Because the vision is always for an appointed time. Amen? But we ain't going to settle. This is good, but it ain't good enough. No, you were supposed to amen better than that. This is good, but it ain't good enough. Amen. We are put on this earth to occupy space. Amen. Amen. So here's the question. Do you have a vision? Do you have a vision? I have a vision for every area of my life. I'm telling you, I have a vision as your pastor. I have a vision. I have two visions as your pastor. I have a vision up here as your pastor. And I have a Monday through Friday vision as your pastor. For real. There are people in here, I've done your weddings, I've done your funerals. Not your funerals, your family members' funerals. <laughs> There's some of you all, I've, I've prayed with you about stuff that we will never speak of. I've visited your families in hospitals. Amen? Amen. See, there's two different pastoral visions. I'm not trying to puff myself up. I'm just telling you I have a vision on and off this. And the off of this vision matches this vision. Because I refuse to be a hypocrite. You know what I'm saying? Do you have a vision? I have a vision as a husband. I have a vision as a dad. I have a vision for my physical body. I do. I have a vision. I know I talk about it. Sometimes that offends people, but also it inspires people. I'd rather aspire, inspire people. I have a vision for my mind. I have a vision the way I read and study. I have a vision. I have a vision. Do you have a vision? You got to have a vision. Write the vision down. Make it plain. So they that see it can run with it. In the end, it will not tarry. It does not lie. Be diligent, be faithful, for it will not tarry. Do you have a vision? Some of you tonight, you're going to go home. You're going to write your vision down. You don't have one, but driving home, God's going to inspire one. Some of you husbands and wives, you don't have a vision. You're going to go home and sit at the table tonight. You're going to put those kids to bed, and you're going to write a vision down. You're going to write a vision down for your finances. You're going to write a vision down for how you treat each other. Some of you aren't treating each other the way you need to treat each other. You're going to write the vision down. Amen? So I'm going to give you some points about vision. The power of vision. Going to put them on the screen here. Number one, vision gives your life direction. Vision gives your life direction. Listen to this. Vision brings intent and purpose to your life. Purpose brings focus. Focus produces results. 
Deuteronomy 28, verse 18, I believe it is, everything you set your hand to do shall prosper. Amen. What does your hand mean? Your focus. What you're focusing on, your effort, your energy, your talents, your abilities, everything you set your God-given hand to do will prosper, produce results. And your vision gives your life purpose, it gives it focus, and because it has focus, it brings results. Amen? Amen? Vision gives you reason to get to work early. Vision gives you reason to go above and beyond. Vision gives you reason to get down on your knees tonight and ask for forgiveness. Because that's not the marriage I'm going to live in. I'm not going to live in a marriage of bitterness and strife and resentment. So I'm going to get down on my knees and ask you to forgive me. I'm going to get up and change so I don't have to get back on my knees because that is not the vision of which my marriage will be. Vision gets you to wake up earlier and go for a walk. Vision gets you to eat grilled chicken instead of fried chicken. Vision gets you to read your Bible. Vision gets you to church on a Tuesday night. Because when I draw near to God, he draws near to me. Vision gets you down on your knees praying. Vision puts praise and worship on instead of that garbage coming out of the serious radio. Because God inhabits my praises, he doesn't inhabit Pearl Jam. I'm old school. Taylor Swift. He inhabits my praises. Come on, you hear what I'm saying? See, vision gives you intent. It gives you purpose. It gives you direction. It gives you focus. So do you have a vision for your life? When God-given vision grabs a hold of your life, you recognize the potential to go beyond mediocre or good and walk into the greatness God has for you. Vision causes you to give the 5%. Amen. Amen. Number two, vision produces and needs a clear mission and or goals. So it gives your life direction. Vision produces and needs a clear mission or goals. Any vision without goals is just a fantasy. It's just a fantasy. I want to lose weight this year. Okay, how are you going to do that? Uh, We we want to save money. Okay, how how are you going to save money? How much money are you going to save? See, I want to save money is a fantasy. I want to save $2,000 in 2018 is a reality. Now, that's a clearly stated vision. See, I want to save money is a fantasy. I want to save $2,000 this year is a, write the vision down, make it plain. But then how are you going to do it? Well, I'm going to save $40 a week every week of the year, and then I'll have $2,000 by the end of the year. Okay, now how are you going to save the 40 bucks? Well, twice a week, instead of eating out, I'm going to eat at home. I'm going to make my coffee at home instead of paying four bucks every day at Starbucks. 
but I like my triple latte. <laughs> yeah, but that triple latte is costing you four bucks a day. That's 120 bucks a month. Oh, I'm going to test your love walk now. I can't pay my electric bill, but I got the new iPhone. Man, if I had a mic, I would drop it right now. Well, see, write the vision down, make it plain. See, our church has a vision. I'm going to put it up here. The church has a vision. Teach my people how to enjoy the abundant life that Jesus came to give them. You all know that vision, right? We tell you that vision all the time. But we also, did you know we have a mission within the vision? See, the vision goes out into your future. The mission defines what you do today to get you to the future. So here's the mission of the church. Teach people how to know Jesus. And when you know Jesus, you begin to live free. Why? Because Galatians 5 said that Jesus came to give you liberty so that you could enjoy freedom. Right? So when you know Jesus, you start to live free. What? You, the more you know Jesus, the more you know the word. And it is the truth that sets you free. And every person, when they begin to live free, they discover purpose. We all have a purpose. What's the purpose? To advance the kingdom of God. And when you advance the kingdom of God, you know that you advance it through making a difference. Amen. You clothe the hungry, you, you, you clothe the naked, you feed the hungry. <laughs> you clothe the hungry, feed the naked. Well, <laughs> that would have been a weird preaching. I told you those demons twist the word of God. I told you they do that. They don't even quote scripture. See, that's the mission. Next week, I'm going to show you the values. We, we, we're taking it so serious, you may, you may have noticed we put them on the, the big posters out there. I'd love for you to take pictures of them to remind you of who Abundant Living Faith Center is. But see, the mission to know Jesus, to live free, to discover your purpose and to make a difference, when you understand that, you begin to enjoy the abundant life that Jesus wants you to live. Do you see how it works together? The mission is your daily goals, your weekly goals that get you to the vision. And because for 40 years we've been teaching people that you're free in Jesus, that you have a purpose to know him. To do, this isn't religion. This is a personal relationship with your Lord and Savior Jesus. We have produced 40 years of people enjoying the abundant life that Jesus wants them to live. The mission gets you to the vision. Amen? Make it plain. Right? I want to grow closer to Jesus. Okay, wake up 15 minutes earlier and spend time praying, worshiping, and reading your Bible. Every day, wake up 15 minutes earlier. That's a clearly cut mission. Amen. Number three, vision has great power because it puts parameters on your life. Proverbs 29 verse 18 says, where there is no vision, the people perish. In the literal text, it means they scatter like wild horses. See, where there's vision, there's focus, there's direction, and there is order. Naturally, 
vision brings boundaries into your life. Here's why. Because when you live with a passion for your vision, you know you are going to the greatness God wants you to have. And whatever doesn't fit within the vision automatically gets said no to. See, I won't treat my wife a certain way because it doesn't fit within the vision I have. I won't go out drinking with the boys on a Friday night because it doesn't fit within the vision I have for being a father and a husband. Amen. 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 See, decisions get made so easy because if it doesn't fit within your vision, it's automatically said no to. Amen. That's powerful, man. That changed your world. When you get a vision and we're going to that vision, see, I'm not going to spend that extra money because I got that vision to save the money. I'm going to wait till that sweater goes on clearance. Do I really need a fourth pair of sneakers? I already got one for Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. I can start over on Thursday. I don't need a fourth pair. Because it doesn't fit within my vision of saving $2,000 in 2018. Amen. Guys, I take bottles of water with me to the movie. I'm telling you the truth. I can afford the the $4 bottle of Dasani, but are you kidding me? I can get a whole pack of it at Sam's for four bucks. I get 32 of them. And my wife carries huge purses. That bottle of water fits in that purse. I'm cheap, homie. I'm buying at Sam's, take them with us. I, my wife's like, my purse weighs like 40 pounds. It's okay, babe, we're saving money. I'll carry it for you, boo. I don't care. I'll carry that purse. Well, you going to laugh at me? My wife's hot, man. What are you laughing at? Real, real man can carry his wife's purse and be proud. Because we saving money on that Dasani. You know what I mean? I ain't paying six bucks for a vitamin water. Are you kidding me? I bring my own vitamin water. Shoot. If I could pop popcorn, I'd pop it. I'm telling you. So what's your vision? What's your vision? Is it clear? Listen to me. Jesus had vision when he was 12 years old. Did you know that? When he was 12 years old, he said, I'm going to go about my father's business. Every vision should be to go about your father's business. If you don't have a vision, let me just tell you something. Just start going about God's business. Just start going about his business. And then he'll inspire the vision. Amen? But what's your vision? My prayer is, again, my prayer is tonight that you're going to get one. And if you don't have one, you're going to have it tonight. Amen? Number four, vision inspires forward movement. 
Habakkuk 2 verse 2 says, so they that see it can run with it. Did you know that you were made to run? I don't mean literally, but your life was made to run. We run the race, Paul said, to obtain a prize. We run it to win. We run. We are not put here to stagnate. We are not put here to be mediocre. We run to obtain. You were called to run. The blessed life that Jesus tells us we are all to live, God opened up the windows of heaven and has poured out his blessing. One of the definitions means your life goes forward. It means you flow like a river. You flow like a river. What does a river do? It always moves. What comes to the river? Life. You are called to run to obtain the prize. What is the prize? The high calling of Jesus Christ. What is the high calling of Jesus Christ? His promises being yes and amen for your life. And what is one of his promises? For you to live a great life. Would you stand to your feet? You know, my prayer is is that you have not given up. That you haven't given up. We sang this song and it just inspired me. And I just want us to take four or five more minutes. Listen to me. A song says, oh, come to the altar. But at the beginning it says, have you come to the end of yourself? Sometimes life can just suck the life out of you. Amen? And I know for a fact that there are people in this room that you've given up on your vision. Maybe not in every area of your life, but in certain areas. And I just want to give you an opportunity to take a moment with Jesus. Some of you, if you want, you can even get out of your chairs and come down here. You don't have to. That's not the difference maker. But sometimes there is something about just coming to the altar, taking a step of faith. Some of you husbands and wives, you may need to come down here. We did it last week. We're going to do it again tonight. Maybe there's an area of your life, in your business, in your hope, in your heart, in your mind, in your body, that you've just given up on it. You need a fresh vision. You need a fresh energy. You need fresh direction. So we're just going to worship. We're going to get out three or four minutes late. That's okay. We'll survive. Would you just lift your hands? And in an atmosphere of worship, I'm going to ask God to inspire your hearts and minds. If you want to get out of your seats, go ahead. You can come down here. Feel more than free. You can come down. You can get on your knees. You can do whatever you want. But we're just going to worship and cry out to God. Amen. Go ahead, Lisa. Thank you for joining us. We hope you've enjoyed today's message. For information on teaching material or questions about our church, please visit us at alfc.com.